Welcome everyone to a new episode of 451 Degrees on the Unsafe Space Network. Uh, let's start off by talking about book club coming up is Slaughterhouse Five by Kurt Vonnegut. That's going to be on October 30th, so the day before Halloween. Not sure what time as of yet, and but Juliet is going to be hosting that one. And uh, if you haven't read Slaughterhouse Five, it's a blast. It's real fun. Uh, it's well, I, I say that, but you guys have kind of know my um, taste in books now, so maybe that isn't much of an endorsement. Uh, anyway, let's talk about the censorship quote for today's episode. Once a government is committed to the principle of silencing the voice of opposition, it has only one way to go, and that is down, and that is down the path of increasingly repressive measures until it becomes a source of terror to all its citizens and creates country where everyone lives in fear. That sounds very familiar about us right now. Last episode's quote was by Benjamin Franklin. Some banned people, Libs of TikTok was hit with another Twitter ban and she's threatening to sue over it and even had a lawyer send that threat to them as a letter. Uh, so it was then reversed. Dr. Peter McCullough also got a ban on Twitter. <laughs> you know, my, my taste in books are, are uh, a little weird. Uh, so let's talk about the past couple of weeks in censorship. Uh, first off, YouTube. Steve Will Do It left YouTube for Rumble after he faced censorship on YouTube, and obviously no one blames him. Russell Brand has also moved the bulk of his content to Rumble, with some content hosted there exclusively. They also mistakenly, mistakenly censored Italian Prime Minister Georgia Maloney's speech that lit the internet on fire for a day. They also censored a CPAC video and gave the channel a community strike. They're also being sued by Joseph Mercola for breach of contract in regards to censorship. Someone named Sneeko has also moved from YouTube to Rumble after being banned on YouTube, probably because he was associated with Andrew Tate. At this rate, YouTube is going to have to change their name to Tube. I mean, they recently center, censored a sitting senator, Ron Johnson, and he pressed um, the CEO over the censorship on proof information they didn't like by quoting two Biden bits of actual misinformation that the company has never flagged. I guess the algorithm takes into account whether you spit polish Pfizer's knob. Now let's talk about Twitter. Remember that thing I just told you about YouTube censoring Maloney's speech? Well, Twitter did that too. You couldn't search for the video on their platform, which is shadow banning censorship. In fact, looking for her name found nothing on the platform. Like YouTube, they said it was a mistake because the idea that we're all, we'd all fall for incompetence as an explanation for their censorship is still apparently viable to these companies. It's just a liability dodge. This from Winky Winky Woo. I always say, if you need to censor, then you fear. True, absolutely true. We have not talked about the PayPal incident yet. We are still just covering uh, general censorship news right now. 
Uh, all right. So Twitter also had to reverse their ban on of Florida's Sur Surgeon General over a guidance he released on the coup shots for young men. But Twitter is being hurt where it matters as advertising customers such as Coca-Cola, Disney, and Forbes, many others, have paused their marketing campaigns on the platform due to not removing actually illegal content. Not speech they don't like, but sexual exploitation of children. I mean, if you're going to censor, that is probably a better focus than banning someone like the United Auto Workers presidential candidate, Will Lemon, which they did, or banning use of the word cunt. Elon Musk uh, has said that he will buy Twitter at his original price, but there is some rumblings as well now that Twitter is saying no thank you. We want to go ahead with a court case that would force him to buy it. Here's the problem with that is that we are now into a will they, won't they situation between Elon and Twitter that is not as fun as you would think. <laughs> Facebook and Meta. Nick Clegg, uh, you may have heard of him. I've talked about him before, has admitted that the company could end up being the largest censored human history. Well, then stop censoring people, Clegg. Problem solved. But apparently they just can't help themselves because not long after Clegg said this, Facebook went on to censor the wife of an FBI whistleblower. They suspended her account after she was offered fundraising support for Moms for Liberty. Because why not? Guntube probably censored. <laughs> I am going to get an, an ad suitability warning on this video because, again, I'm saying the C word. Which, by the way, uh, one video... Um, streamer, uh, video creator on YouTube named Daniel. What is his name? I am subscribed to him. Daniel Boland posted just a few days ago that he was banned on Twitter for saying cut. I thought that one was pretty funny. I did reach out to him, by the way, to talk to him about it because my last episode is literally about specifically being banned on Twitter for using that word. Other digital media censoring people, uh, email service company Front has shut down Babylon Bee's access to sending and receiving emails upon terminating their account. Pretty much out of the blue with no advance warning. The notification came immediately before they were locked out of the service. So if you're a growing non-woke company, do not get a Front account. That's what we learned from this. Unless you like the rug pulled out from underneath you, you know. Yeah, I mean, maybe you enjoy that. I'm, I'm not going to tell you what you can do for fun. The Conservative Partnership Institute has been banned from Eventbrite today due to planning a screening of Matt Walsh's documentary, What is a Woman? Now let's talk about what the government is doing. A new falsely named bill, as they all are, is being flashed around Congress called the Journalism Competition and Protection Act which will allow the media industry to further gatekeep being declared a legitimate publisher or broadcaster, making it harder for any news sources to negotiate their social media access prices. This is definitely a case wherein, the gov wherein government regulation stifles competition. And because I'm talking about it, you know it all will also increase censorship. Another way in which the federal government is violating the First Amendment is by making plans to develop programming that can remove the anonymity of writers, 
something the Founding Fathers knew was highly important, anonymity having protected many writers in England for centuries from torture and execution. But fuck the Constitution, am I right? Say hi to Missy, everyone. She's decided to get some attention. She's, she's phasing in and out of, it, uh, of existence, though. DHS is still spending our top dollars to violate the First Amendment, even if they haven't created their board on information they don't like. Hashtag defund the DHS. Another federal, federal agency that should be defunded, the FBI, is being sued by America First Legal for withholding their communications to violate the First Amendment by telling Facebook to censor the Hunter Biden laptop story. It's clear the FBI has not learned their lesson as they have asked people to censor more, which BT dubs the asked alone is a violation of the First Amendment. Republican candidates have filled uh, filed an FEC complaint against Gmail uh, as, as having been sending their campaign emails to users' spam folders, which is absolutely not election interference, guys. It's not. California is facing another lawsuit for flagging videos on YouTube for censorship, which is a clear violation of the First Amendment. On the inverse, the Gordian knot I mentioned last episode, what with Texas uh, anti-censorship law being held up in court, uh, has a big has big tech scratching their heads over what to do since they don't want to lose out on service to the second largest state in the nation. Now remember, like, and remember, California's numbers are going down. They can't even use pop-up warnings, which would be considered editorializing. In other words, they're screwed. The U.S. Supreme Court is looking at two cases that may have huge effects on Section 230. One case is versus Google, while the other is versus Twitter. But both cases are in response to terrorist attacks that may give the platforms more carte blanche to editorialize content on their sites. A little worrying on that front. Now let's talk about elites and censorship. Everyone's least favorite billionaire Bill Gates said at Goldkeepers 2022 on September 22nd that the conspiracy theories that he is a group that tracks what people say about him online isn't true. Bill Gates also said at a Forbes event that he has a group that tracks what people say about him online on September 23rd. Hmm. Well, Bill Gates... This message is for you. Stop being such a megalomaniac. Now, before I get into the main topic, I'm going to take a look at anything that you guys said about um, any of that. Uh, of course, you guys have to talk about um, the use of the C word, <laughs> as always. PayPal is garbage. The accident defense doesn't account for the army of lawyers that signed off on the policy change. I am going to talk about the accident defense or mistake defense or error defense. One of those, you know, oh, it was, a, it was an accident. Don't worry, I'm going to cover that. Which, by the way, that, that YouTuber I mentioned that got banned on Twitter for using cunt, uh, he is British, I'm pretty sure. So, um, I, I said in my my appeal that 
it's less offensive <laughs> in other English speaking countries than it is in the US. <laughs> All right. Anything else? What what is amusing about my hair? <laughs> oh, you do? That it, it is pretty Italian, which by the way, yesterday was Christopher Columbus Day. We had an episode on it, and I want you guys to know that it's also a uh it's Italian Heritage Month. And yesterday was also a day that we celebrate Italian Americans, uh, very specifically because of the massacre of some, you know, the lynchings of some Italians. Uh, so uh, I am I am going to talk later on in, a, in probably in Token Minority Report a little bit about someone's reaction to Columbus Day that was pretty psycho. Anyway, but now let's talk about the main topic. So years ago. Two companies you may have never heard of merged and formed PayPal for a bit. The CEO was Elon Musk, who trimmed the fat of the product. And in retaliation, the PayPal board members ousted Musk as CEO in 2000 so they, can, so they could do as many stupid things as they wanted to. PayPal was then acquired by eBay in 2002, where the bulk of the company's traffic was centered. Then they acquired Skype and Braintree and Venmo. Once eBay decided to separate out PayPal, the payment servicing company ran into an issue when Google and Apple decided to enter the industry, which dramatically impacted their market share. That didn't stop PayPal from buying iZettle and Honey, which you may have seen ads for Honey. It's an extension that lets you like compare prices. They own that. Uh, or launching a credit system. They also did that. PayPal has been, however, attractive to people not married to the Google or Apple ecosystems who wanted to expand their customer base with their integration of payment on various platforms. It, they even, if you ever try to build a website from one of the major um, website companies, uh, you will find that most of them have a PayPal extension. Uh, even if you have to pay extra for it, it's already integrated. Uh, that's why so many people use PayPal is because they were the first on the field with a lot of that integration stuff. So PayPal, though, has been locking accounts, preventing people from withdrawing their money or banning people and organizations a lot recently. They banned Colin Wright, Moms for Liberty, Gays Against Groomers, Free Speech Union, and Us for Them. They locked Eric July's account, preventing him from withdrawing $1.3 million. They are becoming more and more politically motivated in who they blacklist and lock, taking money from customers based on their speech. Because Us For Them is a UK parent advocacy group focusing on in-person learning, and Free Speech Union is also based in the UK, the UK Conservative Party is trying to block PayPal from doing it to the uh, two other accounts. They don't want them to block anyone else, uh, which is reasonable. PayPal doesn't really want to prevent these organizations and companies from funneling money through them though, because this will mean those customers go to their competitors and they lose out on the fees that those customers income of those customers incoming transactions. You can't take a piece of the pie of the, the account you lock down. 
noticing that they were creating room for their competitors and losing out on future money, but still wanting to hurt organizations they don't like, PayPal launched a new acceptable use policy that would have gone into effect in early November, wherein they punish customers for speech PayPal doesn't like by stealing $2,500 for each perceived violation. After the announcement of the new policy, the internet went wild. Accounts were being shut down left and right as customers of the payment processing company filed, uh, fled the threat of bankruptcy for speech. Rightly so. This has dropped PayPal stock dramatically. As such, PayPal immediately reversed the policy change, stating it was an error. Listen, as far back as 2018, I recognized companies pulling this gambit in the gaming industry. A company would come out with a plan that would squeeze their customer base for some extra dough, face immediate backlash, and then say the plan was a mistake or an error. Politicians and governments do it too over violating your rights. Don't be fooled. It's not a mistake. It's not an error. It is a test of the public's Hi, honey. Okay. <laughs> All right. You're going to get my lap so I can finish this thought. Okay. It is a test of the public's limits, but don't worry too much about the, about whether or not PayPal won't be able to close accounts and steal money from customers. Don't be fooled by the reversal either. PayPal can now just take your money through their no cause clause. They already were doing it to customers before they updated their policy and they'll continue to do so. They just said the quiet part out loud. A lot of speech is crowdfunded these days. On safe spaces, running a company like this takes money and that money will go through payment processing hands dependent on PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, Stripe, etc. They take a fee, all of them do. We all need some financial room to speak in today's digital world. So when a major company that handles money decides to punish us for saying things they don't like, our ability to keep speaking is lowered. It has a knock-on effect on your ability to keep speaking. Our speech is a little less free when this happens. So my suggestion to you as a possible customer of PayPal is to not use them for your business. If you are giving money, you should probably avoid giving it to speakers you like through PayPal. There are even ways around fame for giving money to speakers you like. You can support Unsafe Space by watching, sharing, liking, and engaging with their content, which we really do appreciate, guys. Uh, but you can also support us financially by becoming a member, buying a shirt, or volunteering your time. Just maybe avoid doing it through PayPal. So let's take a look at chat again. So someone mentioned there's more. Uh, <laughs> I'm not taking over. I do. I did set, share that with you, uh, the dim side in um, our uh, token minority report chat. <laughs> so it's there. <laughs> the metadata of the PayPal docs has been examined. Deep roots in China. Mm. That's not, that would not surprise me. 
Oh, yes, you can subscribe to me here, <laughs> my channel. Old school websites, that's cool. <laughs> I was gonna feed, <laughs> I was going to read that eventually. But Winky Winky Woo gave us a super chat of two pounds. Thank you so much. I hate unsafe space. They smell of cheese, is what he said. <laughs> it, yeah, I kind of agree with that. Uh, they are right. It was an error, just not the error they are declaring from. Mm. That is somewhat true because. It's an error in morality, not an error in um, functionality, essentially. They, they purposely did it. It was not a mistake. It's just it was a mistake in their ethics, essentially. It's not time to feed Missy. <laughs> She's got another hour and a half until it's time to feed. Yes, from, mm, yes, best solution is is just to not use PayPal. Absolutely, don't use it. <laughs> yes, and here is our shop. It's uh, unsafespace.com uh, slash shop. <laughs> it's okay, the dim side, to, to throw it up there. <laughs> so what... Um, I use myself for any of my digital goods at this point, because I did close my PayPal account. I said I was going to do it on the last episode because they did lock my account for a bit and not let me get my funds. I've been using Stripe. I've, it was a lot easier to set up, honestly. They take a fee too, but it was uh, a lot more reasonable than I thought it was going to be. And um, their processing time is really quickly. So yeah, if you, if you have a PayPal account, close it. I don't trust them. I don't even trust them from their customer side, let alone from, you know, a business to business side, which is mostly where a lot of these problems are, uh, surfacing is the business to business. Um, I, by the way, I have never seen a more convoluted, messy account management system as PayPal business. It is just so hard to find anything you, you want to do. It, everything is complexly spread out in stupid places. Certain, like something's under one section when you think it should be under another. It's a mess. It's, a, it's an absolute mess of a business to business product anyway. So I definitely don't think it's all that worth it from that perspective. Like I know that you can make buttons and stuff about it, but you could create links um, from something like Stripe and then turn it into a button in HTML. Uh, so I don't see why, you, I mean, in HTML honestly is not that hard to learn. And there are also programs online for free that will help you transfer things in HTML so that you can understand it a little bit better. But I definitely don't think you should be using PayPal anymore. It is just, they've proven themselves 
as not a worthwhile company to people who care about speech. What does this say? Uh, this is from TZ Burton. Hi, Alex. Yes, I am in the process of closing my PayPal account. However, I have subscriptions that go to PayPal, so I have to switch them over first. That makes sense. But yes, start the process. Get it done um, because they're not all that um, uh, trustworthy. They're not trustworthy. That's the thing. And why use PayPal? Pay directly from your bank. That's true, Raphael Madrigal. But um, so here's the thing is that some a lot of people who use payment processing for speech, especially do it through anonymous means, meaning they don't want their bank account attached to everything that is public facing. So for example, uh, my, uh, my legal name is not Alex Maselli any, anymore. Uh, it won't, you know, I doubt it ever will be again, just for anonymity's sake. But I would, I don't have that name on anything back facing very purposely. Uh, and I don't want anyone and I, and I agree with anyone else who writes anonymously. I know a lot of people right now are saying, oh, these, these anonymous people on the internet who are saying all these terrible things, or, and they, even conservatives are saying that. The problem is, is that anonymity actually does protect people enough to use free speech more. It, you cannot completely bar people from being anonymous or you risk them never being able to use their free speech. And with the internet, it's way more important. With people being doxxed, it's way more important that people have the ability to, be, to say the things they want to say without necessarily being tied directly to that speech in their actual, um, in real life, physical self. And one of the reasons why is because people are losing their jobs People are being harassed. People have death threats. People are coming to their homes and harassing them. These kinds of things, they're happening. And one way of safeguarding yourself from them is an anonymity. And you can't do that if you're collecting funds directly to your bank account. It's much too hard at that level. <laughs> your name is very basic, Beverly. <laughs> Yeah, it also connecting your bank account directly to things opens you up a little bit more to possibly having your identity stolen and your funds reached from your entire account. Uh, it's a lot more dangerous. It's I don't suggest it. I don't. Um, you can collect paper checks um, made out to you, uh, but I don't suggest a one-to-one a -one bank to uh, consumer system. It's just, it's just not um, safe. You are really angry today, Kat. So the problem is, so how did, 
Mm, asks, how did Trudeau find out which bank accounts to freeze unless that info on donations came from PayPal, etc.? There was no anonymity there, even using a third-party pay mechanism. Okay, so the government is a little different than when I'm talking about anonymity uh, from the mob. So the government violates anonymity quite often. And one of the ways in which they do it is by just kindly asking a company for your information and the company saying yes. A lot of these companies, Amazon's included, Google's included, um, you know, almost all of Fang essentially and PayPal don't care about protecting your privacy from your government. They don't. Now, that anonymity will protect you from, will protect your privacy from random people, but it will not protect you from the government unless the company says, we don't hold anything. If they literally, and we've seen companies say that they don't. And when the government says, hey, we want this money, we want this information, they say, I don't, we don't have any of that information. It doesn't exist. Like Signal says that. So on purpose, they purposely do that so they can't, so no one can just hand the data over. And this is a huge problem right now is that a lot of companies have absolutely no desire to keep your contract and your data between you and them when it comes to requests from the government. You don't have to, they don't have to subpoena them. They don't have to have a warrant. They just do it. They just hand it over like for free. And there's and it really needs to stop. And I'm not sure how we can get them to stop that, but it's it's a serious problem. Now, even using VPNs and burner devices, if it's connected to your, um, you know, to a payment processing account that is then connected to your bank account, the government can still get that information. If you're doing it while you're on a VPN, it doesn't really matter. Um, that's the unfortunate part about that. Looking at anything else of <laughs> but point should be why are people going after you? Why the need to hide who we are? We do because some people are insane. Like really, regardless, winky winky woot, that's who that comment came from, of how well intentioned your actions are. And same thing with their positive impact, how, no matter how awesome it is, you have to safeguard yourself from crazy people because they exist and they will decide they hate you and they will do anything they can to destroy you. And then criminals will do anything they can to take your money. That's one of the reasons why anonymity in payment processing is important. Now, trigger warning asks about Alternatives. Currently, I am using Stripe to see how it works out and whether or not I really, really like it. Um, if it's my long-term solution, I hope so. I don't really want to set up another thing. <laughs> yes, Kitty does have strong feelings, apparently. What about Venmo? Venmo is owned by PayPal. So I don't suggest using that one either. <laughs> uh, I'd be really worried about any kind of uh, cash processing system that is automatically uh, connected to 
banks as well, like Cash App, I think is already for the most part really connected. So it's very um, suspect to me. Sorry for the dead air as I try to see if you guys have any more questions. Yeah, from Winky Winky Woo. Idiots want to know your name to destroy you with their idiot mob friends. Yes, exactly. They get off on it, by the way. They enjoy it. There's a question in chat I cannot answer. Is Fanny a real soft drink? From mm, I have no idea. <laughs> I yes, VPN uh, Vin Lago. I agree. VPN is not 100% a panacea, but it is helpful. I do actually think that you should use VPNs when you want to protect some of your privacy. It's just that as soon as you tie something to um, your banking information, that VPN does not help you. Uh, it doesn't help you at all because the bank has tracked the expenses. <laughs> That's the, the problem with that. Don't. <laughs> She's trying to get back on there. All right. Um, <laughs> I think that's all the like major questions and like you guys, cause I got through the rest of it. Oh my God. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. If you buy something, you are fucked says Winky Winky Woo. Essentially they're making it harder and harder for you to spend your money. And they are talking about, the Fed is talking about going to digital currency only about the, um, the digital dollar. And it, they've said they're not going to let it stay anonymous. So there's going to be no such thing as anonymous spending at all. I mean, it's we're already kind of there when it comes to banks, except for like, oh, you could take cash out or, you know, take out a cashier's check and maybe that will give you some anonymity. But with the digital dollar, we would not have that at all. Your money would all... you'd you'd always be on the map for what you spent with the government. And that's a serious issue. We shouldn't be allowing that. There, that invasion of privacy should not be allowed. I, uh, Brian, not brain, Brian, not brain in PG. I'm not sure how you say your name, has said that uh, they've, uh, seen me before, but has anyone ever said uh, you reminded them of a streamer named Piper? I don't know who that is, so I, I can't answer that. Yeah, we gotta be wor worried about the digital dollar. So tell tell your congressman. I know that that's not necessarily very helpful uh, that you don't want the digital dollar because it's not helpful. All right. Well, let's now then go over the rest of the shows for the following week. Um, <laughs> Piper is my alter ego, apparently. <laughs> uh, 
on uh, tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, Rebel Civics. After that, at uh, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, we have Dangerous Thoughts. That's Carter's show. And then on Thursday is Total Minority Report at 4 p.m. Pacific or 7 p.m. Eastern. And then on Friday, the new show, Occasional Levity, is at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. And our guest is Daniel Wagner. Narrative Distance is on Monday. That's at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. So if you guys could do me a favor, if you enjoyed this, would you let walk your fingers over the like, share, and subscribe buttons? I would really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. And again, uh, we're going to start trying, I'm going to start trying to do some more uh, exclusive content uh, for this show uh, uh, over on Udemy. Uh, not Udemy, <laughs> not the course website, sorry. They both start with U, so my brain. Utreon. We're gonna, I'm going to start doing some, maybe some exclusive content at, as post-show on Utreon. So thank you guys so much for joining me again, and I will see you next time. Thanks for sticking around until the end. If you're new to Unsafe Space, check out our deep content library that includes discussions with everyone from James Lindsay to Brett Weinstein. And please consider helping to fund our work by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on a variety of social media platforms, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space Discord server which is open to financial supporters at any level. We hope to see you there. Warning, this is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. It would be better for your health if you forgot what you just heard. That should be easy for someone of your intelligence. The following co-conspirators are hereby ordered to watch CNN. Experts agree that 87,000 new tax collectors will make inflation feel like less of a problem. I think we can agree that the FBI's track record speaks for itself. If you think about it, only government-sanctioned experts should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks of the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice courtesy. Never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.